following message is brought to you by the teaching and preaching ministry of Cornerstone Baptist Church and Pastor Stephen Stewart. Good morning. We're in Genesis chapter number three. So if you're gathered around uh, watching and have your Bible there, I want you to turn to Genesis chapter number three. And we'll be looking at that in just a moment. But I want to remind you, always the first Sunday in April, we have a special celebration here at Cornerstone. Now this year it is completely different than we uh, have had in the 12 years that we've been together. And yes, that's right, this is our 12th anniversary as a church. And typically we have a big service and uh, share in uh, the history of what God has done and look forward into the future of what God will do. Uh, today we're celebrating that, but just in a different way. And so I want you to celebrate with me. Thank the Lord for uh, 12 years. Uh, I remember back April the 6th, 2008, we had our first Sunday as Cornerstone Baptist Church. And what a wonderful day uh, that was. I can still remember it like it was uh, just yesterday. But God has done so much for us in these past uh, 12 years. And we're so uh, thankful for that. And we believe, though, that the best years are yet to come. And so uh, I want us to uh, thank the Lord uh, for all that He's done. I thank God for every single person He's brought uh, our way and that we've been able to influence with His Word and pray for all the missionaries that we've been able to support the impact within our local community and worldwide. Uh, eternity will uh, be able to share with us when we get to heaven. And uh, there it is revealed, just all that has been done uh, through Cornerstone Baptist Church. Uh, but I'm delighted today to be able to still open up God's Word and to share with what God has for us this day. That's the most important thing. Uh, as we look uh, into the world around us and uh, we see uh, exactly what we're facing, what we're going through, we can look into God's Word and receive what God wants us to know at this time. And so if you're there, Genesis chapter number 3, we're going to begin reading. Now this should be familiar with you as we've been in Genesis chapter number 3 now for several services. And we've looked at different aspects of it. And uh, it may sound a little repetitive at first, but I want to draw out uh, just something that I was reading through today uh, and, and in the uh, time leading up to uh, this point of how God spoke with Adam and Eve and uh, that communication that He had with them uh, there in the garden in their, in their innocent stage, but yet it continues throughout the course of humanity. So let's begin our reading in Genesis chapter number 3. And we're going to read in verse number 8. Verse 8. The Bible says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Now let me just pause right there. My mind can just only imagine what that voice sounded like. Uh, how it was that they were able to walk with God, communicate with God. And the Bible says that though at this point in verse number 8, God came to communicate with them, but yet Adam and Eve had hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam. And there's his voice again. He's speaking. And he said unto him, Where art thou? 
And we've looked in times past of the response of Adam and that he uh, had, had confessed that he had hid himself. It wasn't a confession that he had sinned. It was a confession that he had hid himself from God. And that then uh, in that shame uh, came forth the blame of the sinfulness that he and Eve had uh, partaken in. And uh, that's, that's uh, something that we'll look at in the future and the consequences of that. But I just want to draw out today that the fact was that God wanted to communicate with Adam and Eve. Think about that just for a moment. In the midst of where they were at and what they were facing, it was God that came to them to communicate. We often talk about prayer. And prayer is communicating with God. Prayer is so vital, it's so important. But oftentimes we think of prayer being as one-sided as us going to God, especially now for our needs, maybe oftentimes for our wants. But prayer being communicating with God is often God speaking to us. God came to speak with Adam and Eve. He came, I believe, as time passed. When we go back, God had already communicated with Adam. And I, I don't know exactly how long it was from the time Adam was placed into the Garden of Eden and Eve was made uh, for Adam. And there they were living in that atmosphere. Uh, I don't know how long it was before they had sinned and before the consequences of sin began to take place. But from this passage we can conclude that God was close to them. He had revealed himself to them. It, it wasn't a shock that God came to speak. What was the shock was that Adam and Eve had sinned and now they were shameful to go and meet God. And it made me think about how right here in the midst of, of the uncertainty and the turmoil that is facing the world around us, that God desires to speak to us. He's wanting to speak to us individually. I believe he's speaking to us corporately. I believe he's, he's speaking and he's revealing himself right now to the world. We're realizing truly how fragile we are. I want to take some time this morning just to look at the communication of God. The aspect we call of prayer. But prayer being communicating with God. God communicating with us. Us communicating with God. Let's go to the Lord here in just a moment, and let's pray and ask God to speak to our hearts today as we look at this aspect of God communicating with man. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you this day thanking you for all that you've done, for your protection and your provision for us. Lord, we are unsettled in the world around us, but we can be stable resting in you. Help us to rest in you. Help us to see from your word today that you're a God not distant from us, but a God that wants to draw and communicate to us. Father, may you be glorified in this time that we spend together. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. The Bible talks much about prayer. We talk much about prayer, don't we? Uh, maybe sometimes in a generic sense. Uh, we say we need to pray. What do we really mean by that? I think we need to uh, really think of, upon what we're saying and what we actually do when we talk about prayer. 
But prayer, all the way back here in the beginning, uh, we see was communicating with God. God communicating with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve communicating with God. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 16 that the creation, that all things were created by Him, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says that all things were created for Him, by Him and for Him. And at the beginning of our study of Genesis, we looked at these founding verses about the creation and how that we were created for the very pleasure of God, according to Romans, or Revelation chapter number 4. That we were created by Him and for Him. We were created to commune with our Creator. Think of that. What a wonderful privilege we have. And that He is close to us right now and desires to communicate. What would, where would there be in our life that would hinder that communication? Well, the psalmist said in Psalm chapter number 66, uh, verses 17 through 20, give us uh, a brief context of, of that passage. And the psalmist there says that if I regard iniquity in my heart, that the Lord will not hear me. But then the next verse says, He has heard me. He had heard His prayer. He had heard His cry. But iniquity, sinfulness in our life, separates us from God and, and doesn't allow us to hear what God is speaking to us. Why? Because we don't want to hear from God when we're in our sin. We want to run from God as Adam and Eve did and hide ourselves. And maybe that's where we're at with God. As we looked at that phrase found in verse number 9 when God asked Adam, Where art thou? Where are you? It was a phrase to draw his attention. Not that God did not know where Adam was, but for Adam to face and to conclude where he was at, and in particularly where he was at with God, hiding himself from God. Maybe some in this time we've hid ourselves from God. We're confused. We don't know what to do, and, but we've got things in our life that we don't want to give up. We don't want to lay out before God and confess, and we've withdrawn from the Lord, and we're really hiding from Him. Maybe we've become very selfish with our request and where we're at with God. But what I want us to see today is from the very beginning, God desired to communicate with His creation. He breathed into Adam the very breath of life. And with that life, he gave him the ability to communicate. And that ability to communicate with not just person to person, the help meet Eve, but to be able to communicate with God, his creator, the Lord God that desires that personal relationship with us. I couldn't help and did not want to move past this thought in our study in the book of Genesis without being captivated and called, really, to communicate with God. And how God desires that the creation that was created by Him and also for Him, that we would communicate with Him. And could it be that this time, as we've given in messages past, that I believe will draw out one of two responses. I don't believe there's any gray area. For believers, what we're facing right now will draw us closer to God, or we will find ourselves drifting, drifting further from God. 
We'll be caught up with all the things of this world. We'll be caught up with trying to keep everything that we feel like we have under our control, which really we're finding out we have very little under our own control. We realize just how fragile the world is and how, how much we're tossed to and fro. But we'll drift if we're not drawing up close to God. The Bible says in the book of James, draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Here, Adam and Eve were hiding, if you will. They were drifting from God. They didn't want to communicate with God. They didn't want to hear what God had said. They were ashamed. They were afraid. But I take this, and I see a loving God, a God that wants to hear from you and I, a God that wants His church to cry out to Him in this time, trusting Him. Saying, Lord, we believe that You are in control. We believe that You are a very present help in time of need. That You're going to take care of us. You're going to provide for us. And we trust Him. And He wants to hear from us. You believe that? God wants to hear from us. God wants to hear us take our request and, and to lift up others to Him. Right at the very beginning of Scripture, we see that the very God of heaven, the God that made heaven and earth, coming, and look at these words again, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. He came to us to communicate with mankind. And what a beautiful thing that is. I want to draw us in our focus and challenge us in our communication with God. Have you got alone with God at this time? Have you maybe... Within the hustle and bustle, we've got many more things to do. I find myself, now that I'm at home, uh, finding more to do uh, to keep me busy uh, than maybe even before. I've cleaned out the garage. We've cleaned out the closets. The kids may have thought we were moving them out of the house. I don't know what we uh, have done in, in certain areas. We've stayed busy, though, haven't you? And through all that busyness, though, we can lose focus of the opportunity that we have before us to communicate with God. If you look at this with a biblical worldview, that the brakes have been put on the world to some degree, and we've been caused to slow down, but what will we do at that time? Will that time draw us closer to God? Have you been picking up His Word where He can speak to you and communicate to you through His Word? Have you taken some time just to pour out and to say, God, what are you teaching us through this? We're slowed down. And I don't want to miss what God is saying at this time. There's many people talking today, telling us 
what the outcome will be, what it could be, what the situation is. Truly, there's only one who knows the entire world, and that's God. God wants to communicate to us. I believe he's teaching us something. I believe he's showing us what's truly valuable. And what Adam and Eve had here, yes, they were living in a perfect atmosphere. But even in that perfect atmosphere, they had sinned. And we're seeing still the repercussion and consequences of sin in the world. But yet there's God. And God in his grace and mercy is coming to communicate with Adam, with Eve. And I believe God is communicating with us. And he wants to hear from us. And I don't want to let this opportunity, yes, it's an opportunity that we have right now at this very present day to get alone with God, for moms and dads to gather the children around and to pray for our kids hear our voice crying out to God, realizing our trust is not in ourselves, it's not in our government, it's not in the world, but it's in God. They hear us open up his word as we read from it. And it becomes real to us. Husbands and wives bow their heads and hearts together as they embrace one another and they cry out to God and say, God, we're trusting in you. Help us. We had the individual that in their heart before God communicates and cries out to him. You see, that's what God wants. That's what he desired. That's what we were created by him and for him. We were created to communicate with him. For us to know him. And I pray that we would see this time of uncertainty and all that's going on around us that we're not ignorant to. We don't bury our head in the sand and act like it's not happening. But we see it through the eyes of faith, trusting that there's a God in heaven in full control. And as we read through and as we study through the Gospel of Matthew, we know that there's not a bird that's flying in the sky that God doesn't know about. That he knows about each and every one of us. And he's speaking to us. And he desires for us to communicate with him. I want to encourage you to really pay attention and hear the voice of God. Maybe it's the voice that there's something that needs to be confessed and forsaken. That we truly deal with where we're at with him. It's the voice of trust and faith. Maybe things have changed. Things are uncertain. We call out to Him and trust in His control. We're asking God to do what only He can do.
Tonight, I'm going to bring some very practical ways, I believe, for our church family to pray for each other. One of the best ways in order to see God working in your heart is to begin to pray for others. And as you trust Him and see Him working in the lives of others, you know that He's working in your life. And how that we can do that as a church. We don't know how long this is going to last. And really, that's not our, our main concern. It's not that we can just get past this and get back on to life as usual. But I believe on a spiritual aspect, we embrace where we're at and we listen for the voice of God. And we let God work in our hearts as only He can. And we'll never, ever regret that. Bow with me in prayer, would you? Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you that we've been given the privilege to communicate with you, that we can know you. There's one listening today that does not know you personally. Father, I pray that they would reach out. We would love to be able to share with them from the very Word of God how that they can know you, how that they can have eternal life, which is your promise and your Word. Father, I pray that we would truly see this, the time in which we've been allowed to live. Though it is uncertain from our perspective, we trust that you're in control. And Father, we communicate with you. We listen to your voice. Father, help us grow together as your church to be what you would have us to be. I pray this all once again for our good and for your glory. In Christ's name, amen. I'll share with you this evening some of those practical ways that I believe that we can help one another and pray for one another. I just want to thank everyone for... Uh, uh, tuning in for sharing, and uh, I believe we're growing at this. We're learning, and uh, thank everyone for your patience with that. And uh, I want to thank, once again, our staff for all the effort and the time that they've put in uh, with all the videos and the music, and um, it, it's been wonderful uh, to learn and to grow together in this. And uh, I'm, I'm not seeing this as, as such a negative thing. We can look at that, and there's many negative uh, impacts, surely, um, but we can learn from it and look positive in it. I believe the world wants to look around, and they're trying to find someone. Uh, is there a smile on someone's face? Uh, are, are we posting everything on social media negative, or are we thanking God for this opportunity to be able to uh, look into the world and say, God's in control, and we're trusting Him? And uh, that's, I believe, the message that the world needs to hear from us. Uh, and from our church. Looking into the days ahead, next Sunday would be Easter Sunday. Now, Easter Sunday, God's resurrection, we celebrate every day, right? It's not so much about that specific day. There's nothing lost this year. Christ is still alive, and we're going to look to Him. It's going to be a wonderful service. It's going to be a, a different type of service. 
a lot of work and preparation is going on. And uh, throughout this week, you're going to hear from us about some special things going on that weekend that we can minister to our friends and family. And I want to encourage you to go ahead and sign up others to watch the Facebook page, just as you would invite them to come to church, invite them to, to watch with you. Maybe ask them some questions about it and uh, be a witness. Look for opportunities all around us uh, to talk with people and to share Christ and to show them the hope. Uh, someone might see a smile on your face and say, how can you be smiling at this time? And you say, I know Jesus. We're celebrating his resurrection. And what a wonderful God uh, he is. And there may be an open door for you. So I want to encourage you to stay uh, attentive and uh, to be ready to receive uh, the uh, messages as they go out this week uh, regarding uh, Easter Sunday and all that will take place throughout uh, the following weekend. Uh, we sure do love each and every one of you. We miss you dearly. We're grateful for your faithfulness. I want to encourage you to continue giving, uh, sacrificing, and be found faithful to the Lord. And uh, the Lord knows our needs. And we believe we want to be a help and uh, care for each and every one of you. And so uh, from my family to yours, uh, I pray that you have a wonderful day. And uh, we'll see you back tonight as we look back in uh, to God's Word. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the teaching and preaching ministry of the Cornerstone Baptist Church. If this message was a blessing to you, please consider leaving us a review or sharing the message on social media. Thank you once again for tuning in.